Hello, I am Dusk Lantern, and you are at Rekindled Radiance, and you are listening to a lecture series on the Shunzi. The Shunzi is a book that is written by perhaps a combination of Shunzi and his students. And it's a collection of essays, and it's the closest um, major philosophical text we get to a thorough analysis of Confucian or Ru philosophy. So this is a greatly valuable text, and it's a little bit of a shame that um, throughout the history of Confucian thought, this has not had a greater uh, or more honored place in the standard curriculum, although it's never been um, uh, quite completely banished from any curriculum. It's, it's also never had the, the high status of, for example, the, the, the Book of Mencius. Uh, but this is a great place for you to develop your virtue and to cultivate your wisdom because of how thoroughly Shunzi goes through these ideas. Now, this is going to be a little different from, say, the Analects, where I can go ahead and say every little uh, Analect, for example, 1.1, then 1.2, 1.3, and so forth. I was able to do that because of how that book is structured, but because these are our long essays, it's not always worth going through every single sentence, especially since some of these ideas are repeated or referenced uh, because the Confucian Tao is, that way is, is comprehensive and interconnected. And so if you start to pull at one end, then um, it's like tugging at one thread in, in a piece of clothing you can unravel the entire um, article of clothing. So how I'm going to go through the Shunzi is that we're going to go chapter by chapter, but I'm going to bring out the most salient points of that chapter. And my explication um, is not going to necessarily go into every little aspect of the text, although I think it's still fairly comprehensive. Uh, if you are waiting for some kind of very thorough and scrupulous commentary, uh, I plan to write um, a book of commentary on the Shunzi. But for the purposes of this lecture, we're not going to go into every single little detail uh, of of information or insight that I uh, that I can that I can scrounge up. So what are we going to do? We're going to do something very similar to say the analects. Um, as we go through the chapters, I'm going to go ahead and interpret and bring out a major idea. Um, if I need to explain some historical context, I will. Fortunately for this text, because of how thorough it is, any historical context is already spelled out for you and I'll still bring out whatever I need to if 
it feels insufficient. But again, one, I'll bring out the ideas. Two, I'll supplement any historical context if needed. And three, I'm going to go ahead and discuss the application to our modern world, our modern lives in the 21st century with, you know, um, the fact that we live in, in, you know, under democracy and with a capitalistic uh, type of economy and so forth. So we'll apply these ideas that Shunzu has been writing about more than 2000 years ago to the modern world and our modern experiences. I have a recommended translation. I like Eric Hutton's translation of the Shunzu. He's translated every chapter. He also has a particular order that um, uh, he orders the chapters in. So if you have a different translation, um, some of the words might be different, of course, but on top of that, uh, they might not have all the chapters, or they might have them in somewhat different order. For this, I do recommend that you, you get a copy and you read the chapter beforehand, and you don't have to beat yourself up if you're not grading every little part. That's very difficult, especially in a first-time read-through, any classic. You can only get so much out the first time. And when I first read this, um, I didn't get even maybe 10% of what I understand now because that's simply how these very deep and, and broadly minded philosophical classics work. So read it and then listen to the lecture and then you can perhaps reread the chapter again to get more out of it or you can just wait for uh, the entire lecture series to end and then reread the book a second time. You can still listen in for the major ideas. So um, you can still get a lot out by not necessarily reading the text uh, yourself, by yourself. Um, but of course you will get more out of it if you do follow. Um, I want to mention again, um, like I have for other lecture series, that you want to concentrate while you listen to these ideas. These ideas have to do with virtue and wisdom and lofty goals and values. And so you don't want to be distracted. Um, you don't want to be listening in the bathroom. You don't want to be working out and lifting these really heavy weights and, um, you know, you want to concentrate on what we're discussing here. Um, some places, you know, it could work out, for example, you're in, a, you're in an airplane, uh, what else have you got to do? So you just, you know, you can listen on a in a situation like that. So it's, it's something that you wanna pay attention to, but obviously certain, certain things, uh, you know, you wanna be respectful to yourself, you wanna be respectful to your teacher, um, and so you do not want to be distracted and you don't want to be doing something crude while learning about the highest wisdom. If you wish to go into more detail beyond the scope of this lecture, there will be authored books. I am planning to write the commentary, as I've said before, 
into detail. And then and the nice thing about these books is that you can always flip to the page. You don't have to rewind or fast forward until you get to the the um, you know, the place you want to find in in the audio in the audio in the audio. And you know that can be a little difficult. That can be very difficult. Um, much more difficult than flipping pages. So there will be these authored books. Um, if you wish, you can ask, you can request for personalized lessons one-on-one -on -one with me. Um, the way I do this with my students is I, I, I teach them what they need to hear and I teach it in a way that makes sense to them. Some people are more textually oriented and they want to go very much into the text other people, they just want to go straight to the idea and they want to discuss it as a conversation. Uh, so I, I can figure this out about each of my individual students. I get to know them and then I adjust my teaching and I emphasize the things that they need to hear in order to improve themselves and their lives. And that's the same method that Confucius uses. He knows the students very well. And so sometimes he even gives what seems to be contradicting advice because he's dealing with opposite personalities. Maybe one guy, uh, one person is too courageous and the other one is too timid. So of course you have to tell them um, contradicting things. You have to tell the person who is too bold to pull it back a bit. And you have to tell the person who's too timid to stop overthinking and then just act. So that's how I would go with my uh, with my students in terms of personalized lessons. Um, I would like to do this. Um, I would like to, all, as, as always, spend more and more time uh, teaching and, and researching into history um, and so forth so that I can um, broaden the Tao into the world. Uh, in other words, spread wisdom and provide all these opportunities for cultivating uh, one's own virtue. I would like to do that more and more. Um, unfortunately, these books are um, long-term projects because I'm busy with family. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a different, we live in a different uh, situation than say 500 years ago where you can open a Confucian Academy and it would, there would be enough people who would join and financially contribute um, that you could just do this full time. Uh, fortunately, that's not the case. So like Confucius had during his lifetime, he had to uh, take on a lot of these, um, uh, well, essentially jobs that don't have to do with wisdom and virtue necessarily, but are honest ways to make a living such as um, uh, you know, being a accountant uh, for grain, for grain storage. That's at one point something that he did. Um, so um, that's essentially that's essentially uh, where we are right now with the academy at the moment. Uh, we are um, we are relying upon. Um, financial contributions. So if you wish to contribute financially, then um, that you can do at rekindledradiance.com. 
and you can go to the support us page and there's a number of platforms in which you could um, go ahead and uh, make a contribution. So I hope you're excited about going to Shenzhen. This is a um, this is a great opportunity for you to develop your wisdom, to build your virtue, to work on yourself. And as Shenzhen always points out, this is this is something that will ultimately make you a much happier person, a much more confident person, surely. But your life will have greater meaning. You'll have you'll find greater fulfillment. You'll find greater happiness. And so, I wish you I wish you great results on this journey to cultivate yourself. Let's go into the Shenzhen.